Okay, Simon, um, lovely to uh, chat to you. Sadly, um, on a you know very sad um, occasion, you know people bandy this term around a lot, don't they? That the people being legends and icons and national treasures and yeah. all the rest of it. But in the case of Barbara Windsor, I think all of those um, titles are true, aren't they? Don't you think? Yeah, I was chatting about Barbara earlier today, and and. I wanted to use the word iconic, and I did, because, you know, with that word and legend and icons are, are nouns that are overused. But in Barbara's case, I don't think it's an overuse. I think I think she really was quite exceptional. Absolutely, she was. And, uh, you know, it's sad that very sad that she's gone because she's one of those kind of people that you just think is always going to be there. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. It's one of those people. Yeah. You I mean, and she is in a way. She will live on. Uh, you know, the carry-ons will live on. All that, you know, that the, the character that characters she created will live on in everyone's minds. But yeah, it's sad to think that that bubbly personality. Yeah. Around them. In fact, it's quite unsettling, isn't it? Because it sort of, um, you know, our lives kind of rely on certain permanent foundations and, and she was truly one of those permanent foundations so the world will be very different without Barbara. So tell us about your own sort of personal memories of Barbara Windsor then. Well the same as all EastEnders viewers watching the program and enjoying her role on a more personal level because I had the privilege of writing a variation on Julia's theme specifically for Barbara's exit from EastEnders. Um, when Peggy left the square, um, the producers wanted a, a, a tailor-made, um, reflective, sad, special piece. Uh, uh, it was quite interesting, actually, because I was really uh, excited about writing this piece for an exit and I just created a minute and a half of music that I, I, I played on the keyboard and I sent it to the producer and, and basically I said look here's a rough sketch and he said you must be psychic because that completely fits what we filmed how on earth did you do that and I, I said well it's not so miraculous because you know you and I have probably we're on the same wavelength and, and you, you you talked about Barbara Peggy leaving the square and that's what I visualized as I was playing the music so um, and then you you ask what special memories uh, Barbara very kindly phoned me after she'd seen a preview of her last episode I think they must have shown it to her before it was transmitted and she was very gracious and phoned me up and said, Simon, um, just wanted to thank you for writing my theme. I, I really love it. And that, that was a delightful, quite a long conversation that we had, you know, because when you when you met Barbara and talked to her, she was so friendly and outgoing. You you got that illusion that you'd known her for, for years in your whole life. But that was a special memory for me. Yeah, I mean, people, again, something that people often talk about, um, and not as much these days, actually. I think maybe the maybe the computer world is changing the way we communicate, but she had literally lots and lots of charisma, didn't she? 
yeah and it's quite it, charisma like iconic and legend very important words and you, you can't you can't grow charisma you can't create it you can't learn it you either i think you're either born with it it can be nurtured but you've got to have the foundations and barbara was so unusual because she belied her sort of low stature i'm talking physically she wasn't a tall person but personality wise by god she made up for it she was massive she was overshadowing everything around her even if she stood smaller you know what i mean absolutely and that thing you said about you know her making you feel as though she's you know known you for years uh, i saw that in action when i worked with her you know where she'd just um she'd see people in the street and she'd say hello darling or whatever it may be you know and they'd have a bit of a chat to her and they might not even know her, know her at all really but it was as though she knew them and that you know she she acknowledged her, her fan base you know which i think was yeah, right absolutely and do you know what actually that was not fake you can't you, you can't pretend that you can't feign affection the way she spoke and met strangers like me i was i was a complete stranger to her but i felt i knew her and and that's a gift and i think that's part of what you describe as charismatic she was she she's touched so many different people's lives children adults in different ways over such a long period of time hasn't she and that's uh that's that's an amazing achievement in a way yeah uh not forgetting the fact that she was also an extremely talented and brilliant actor i mean so versatile that she could she could be a comedian in the carry on movies and in eastenders some of some of her scenes were very deep very emotional and she delivered in a completely different way so she was a kind of um without wishing to play on words she was a comedian and a chameleon yeah well perfect actor really at the end of the day that's what an actor's meant to be isn't it you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i only just thought of that actually but um, now come to think about it she was more so than a lot of other equally talented actors because she and i guess that was all part of the um the ability to empathize with whoever she met from whatever age group or demographic section of society to me she she came over as just liking people and there aren't many there aren't many people in the public eye who've got that natural ability absolutely she's going to be going to be sorely missed as as you say and i'm sure we'll get tributes and things to her on on tv and i think there was a there was a thing that she did actually about her own life if i remember rightly where she played she played herself looking back i don't remember that she played herself looking back at her life with a younger barbara this is a few years ago now yeah i i saw that it was brilliant yeah it's very yeah. good i'm sure i'm sure that'll if if, it, if it's not being repeated it definitely should be so hopefully we'll we'll hear that so um maybe we should pay our little tribute to uh the iconic character she created you know peggy by playing and hearing a little bit of um uh peggy's theme just tell us a little bit about how you how you made that and what you know you mentioned a bit of it earlier on but when it came to actually creating uh peggy's theme was it a case that in order to do that because you're saying that often what you do is off the cuff and, and whatever 
Was it a case of drawing from your mind and your knowledge of EastEnders, the character that Barbara had created of Peggy uh, in terms of the way she played it, in terms of, you know, the, the, the feistiness, you know, the, the character generally, you know, her, uh, just the, you know, the dramas that she'd been through, etc. Did you want some of that element to emerge in the way that final theme, Peggy's theme, was played out? Well, you've asked that question in a very flattering way, because <laughs> to suggest that I managed to take all those emotions and thoughts and translate them into a piece of music is, as I say, actually very flattering. Uh, however, there was an element of writing um, for an occasion that I took on board. And I, I think I would use the words like I felt the music had to be important significant, um, full of emotion, full of pathos because she was leaving the show. So I, I had those thoughts, but they were a little more generalised than, than your delightful way of uh, 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 asking the question. I mean, how, how could you put feisty into an emotional, reflective piece of music? Well, by making it important, I guess. And, and there is something... Um, the way the strings soar up into the East Enders melody after um, the main reflective section. That works. And one thing that we never had with Julia's theme was I, I recorded the Julia's theme as a slow, emotional piece of music. And when it was used in any East Enders ap episode, the um, sound supervisor would cut from that emotional section into the normal EastEnders theme tune. So there was a kind of a, a bit of a crash from one emotion to the other. Whereas with Peggy's theme, I had the chance to make everything work as one piece. So when we had got the emotions of Peggy walking through the square, looking emotionally at the pub, that all worked. And then when the camera went into the long shot, instead of crashing into the East Enders theme with the drums, I was able to carry on with the orchestra playing an emotional version of East Enders. It, it happened to some extent in Julia's theme, but not. I didn't have that luxury as much as I had it with Peggy's theme. So it became a very special theme and uh, one which Barbara... Obviously, from that long conversation you had with her, must have appreciated. Yeah, she was very gracious about it, and and I felt quite humbled and and privileged when I put the phone down, thinking, God, I've just had an amazing conversation with an iconic act actress who actually not only knows my music but is thanking me for some music I've written especially for her. I mean, yeah, it was quite a humbling moment actually. Fabulous, Simon. Thank you very much indeed. Well, let's. Uh... Let's remember uh, Barbara and that wonderful character, Peggy, that she created by hearing uh, Peggy's theme. And could I just say, Ashley, please may I send my condolences and my wife Rosie's condolences to Scott and all the family on this very, very sad day. Absolutely. Simon, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>